All right, Ambush, and today I am extremely excited because we are joined by an award-winning singer, songwriter, producer. You may know him for his time running around the world, literally, like point A to B for years with the incredible group, Mary Anna's Trench, and now he is finally taking the time to release an 18-track debut solo album entitled The Josh Ramsey Show. I'm here with my guest today, Josh Ramsey. How's it going, Josh? I'm great, man. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, I an absolute pleasure, I must say. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me here today. And I cannot wait to dive into this a new album here. So first off, I want to kick it off. When exactly did this begin to formulate for you? Yeah, I think um, I'd always planned on doing an album where I played all the instruments myself at some point. And I totally had the support of the guys to do it. But I never got around to it because, because I'm busy with Mariana's Trench and busy with writing and producing for other artists as well. And then the pandemic happened and quarantine hit. And you know, no one was seeing each other anyway. Everyone was in quarantine. So I was like, all right, if I was ever going to do it, now's the time. I got to cross this off my bucket list. Here we go. I've got a studio. I've got instruments. I guess it's uh, got to put make use of them, right? Yeah, I got time on my hands. That's for sure. So I, you know, I think I was, I was very productive during during the quarantine, and uh, and you know, I've got eighteen songs to show for it. Okay, so you mentioned that you had been thinking about going after doing the solo album for a while now. So what exact energy did you capture inside of this album? How does it vary from a Mariana's Trench album? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I made a conscious choice to make sure it's not a Mariana's Trench album. There's going to be, I'm sure some people are going to be like, I mean, one thing, my voice sounds like my voice and that's, that is what it is. So I guess from that aspect, it sounds a little like Mariana's Trench, but um, the songwriting styles are all very different than what I would do on a Mariana's record because I didn't feel that it was very interesting for me to try and just make a Mariana's Trench album on my own. I don't think anyone would appreciate that. So I was like, okay, so what should I do? What genre should I do? And then I was like, I'm going to do as many genres as possible. In fact, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure every song is a different thought. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I truly uh, love and enjoy about this album is exactly that is you challenged yourself like, yeah, th yeah. there's hard rockers, there's country songs like there's like Disney epic orchestral masterpieces like this thing is jam packed. Yeah, there's a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And there's also a lot of collaboration on side of this album as well. So what was it like to uh, work with sort of this all-star roster of singers? Yeah, um, I was very lucky to work with so many fantastic singers. Basically, that was another good thing that came about everyone being in quarantine is everyone was available. <laughs> you know, like no one was on tour, right? So basically... Almost all of the songs in the album I wrote with that specific person in mind. And then I sent them a completely finished song to try and show the song in its best light. And, and then I would basically send each person a, a, a note being like, hey, I was wondering if you wanted to sing together. I wrote this song to sing with you. What do you think? And um, thankfully, almost everybody said yes. Oh, that's uh, like you said, everybody had time and it's pretty Everyone incredible. Everyone's open to the idea. That's yeah, awesome. I was, very, I was very fortunate and I was very honored to get to sing with so many 
great singers. Mm-hmm. So with you tackling all of these different genres that you probably haven't touched before. I mean, some of them you've done with other songwriters, maybe as a producer, but what was maybe the largest challenge for a genre here? That's a good question. And there's a lot of answers for that. So I'll touch on a couple of the more difficult ones. The country song that I did with Dallas Smith, it was not difficult to write. I wrote it picturing Dallas's voice the whole time. And I was really hoping that he would say yes. And thankfully he did. And we had talked for years about collaborating on something. So I had a, I had a good feeling that he, if I wrote, wrote him a good song, that hopefully he would say yes to it. The difficulty in that song was getting my voice to sound like a country voice. Because when I first put the song out, I don't think anybody, everyone thought the first verse was Dallas singing, but it's me. And I worked really hard to get it there. And at first, when I first started singing it and I sang it my normal way, it just didn't fit the song. It didn't fit my song with my normal vocal approach. So I had to play around with it. And I went too far first. And it sounded like a caricature of a country singer. It was like, feel like home doesn't look right. It just sounded silly. And it it didn't sound authentic. And I didn't want to be making fun of anything. I wanted to to be authentically me, but still feel country. So I I worked really hard at getting that voice there. So that was a challenging one. There's a song called Blame It on the Beat that's kind of like full-on rip-roaring 20s big band swing. That was difficult to write just because I'd never written a big band horn chart before. I'd never written a chart like that before. So that was, um, that was, but it was fun. It, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, fuck, this is hard. It was like, this is hard. This is great. I love that. Um, that one. And then also um, towards the, towards the end of the album, there's like a full on Ibiza. We're, we're doing EDM all the way. And that song was difficult as well because I'd never written an EDM song before. So I was sort of like, what can I bring to this that I haven't already heard in EDM? So I was kind of like, well, one thing I can bring that I haven't heard is like, I'm sort of known for doing the sort of Freddie Mercury, Brian Wilson, vocal stack stuff. And maybe I, what if I threw that into, into EDM in some, in some way, that would be interesting. And I haven't heard anybody do that. So I brought that in, into it. And then it was, I just sort of had difficulty in making sure that it sounded legit, you know, like all the program, because programming is everything in EDM. Right. And so, uh, you know, going over and over and over with different synth sounds and synth sounds. And I, a friend of mine, DJ George Toms, who is a DJ, I kept sending it to him for feedback. And he was very instrumental in helping me, helping me arrive at, at the final destination on that one. Oh, wow. So not just challenging yourself, but also taking the genres you're stepping into and trying to push those even further as well. Well, just trying to t- take my own spin on it. I don't want to, I didn't want to imitate anybody. I wanted to be like, okay, so if I do EDM, how would I approach that? I, I mean, there was other challenges too. I think one of the big challenges is that the last song, like you've heard the whole album, have you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, the final song in the album is a symphony that I wrote for my dad. And just the logistics of, of recording that was fucking hard, dude. Cause we had, we had social distancing, right? It's COVID. And yeah, string players can wear masks, but horn players and woodwind players can't. So I had to, rec- that symphony, that's a full symphony orchestra that I recorded about five people at a time. So it was just like, it took forever, right? It took, and the editing took forever to make it all cohesive and sound like one thing. And uh, yeah, that was like that recording session and the mixing session of that, that's the most epic thing I've ever recorded. It was like just such a journey writing that song. 
oh, that song is an entire journey on itself. And then when you realize that your sister is also involved on the track, too, like that's pretty incredible like to find out that it's for your dad. Yeah, I was, you know, I, we lost both of our parents during during the pandemic and I wanted to write a song for each of them, but not a sad song about loss. That's not their vibe. I wanted to have something loving and playing, paying tribute to both of them. And when I was working on the song for my dad, I was just like, I'm going to ask my sister to sing on this. And uh, I, who else could I possibly ask other than my sister? Mm-hmm. Do some celebration, right? Yeah. Hey, I love the vibe. I love the energy. And it came together. It made some incredible tracks here. And like we mentioned there, there's miles and miles. I mean, you've got your cha- track with Chad Kroger. You yeah. mentioned you've got Best of Me with Dallas Smith. It's it's an incredible array. And the instrumentation on this album, like you mentioned, the orchestra, there's horns, there's even a harmonica solo on this thing. Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> that's me. I uh, Yeah, harmonica was... Um... When I was a teenager, taking the bus home from school, harmonica was an instrument that when I was walking home from the bus stop to my house was something that was portable. So I just always had one in my pocket. And actually, Matt in Mariana's Trench has been bugging me to do a harmonica solo in a Mariana song for years. And there's just never really been an appropriate song. And then when I when I was working on Lady Mine, I was like, you know, what? fuck it. I'm taking a harp solo. Fuck it. <laughs> and that's like the thing that surprised me the most is it was the song with Chad because like. It, when it first came on, I thought it was a guitar solo. And then like yeah. you listen to it a little bit closer and you're like, wait, no, no, <laughs> that's not a stringed instrument. I was like, yeah. you have to listen to it. And you're like, Oh my God, this is a harmonica. Wow. It's a harmonica through a guitar amp. Oh, that's how it gets the effect. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> All right. And of course you put together some amazing music videos uh, for those two singles that we talked about as well. What was it like to uh, sort of throw those together there? I mean, as you mentioned, social distancing, all those problems. Yeah. You know, on set, everyone has to be vaccinated, of course. So there's, there's some security there. Uh, most people are in masks, except for the people on camera. And the, song, the video for Lady Mine was a lot of fun just because, for a lot of reasons. The director of that video, um, Emma Higgins, is one of my very best friends. She just, uh, she just won a Juno uh, last year or the year before, and I was so proud of her. I saw, I saw her go from, on the video for Cross My Heart, her job was to hit play on an iPad, so I, or on an iPod. So she's gone from hitting play on the iPod to being a Juno winning director, which is just, I'm so proud of her. It's such an amazing path to see. And it's, it's such an amazing thing when you see one of your close friends do that. Um, and she's directed a bunch of videos from Mariana's Trench as well. We've worked together quite a few times. So it's always, it's always just a, a joy going to work with Emma. And then, of course, on that video, throw in that Chad is in it as well. And Chad on set is... It's, so, it's really funny. Like, I feel like Chad's, Chad's persona, I think a lot of people think of him as like a, like a serious dude. But actually, he's like the biggest fucking class clown of all time. And so... We would just spent all day just laughing. That was a day of just laughter and having fun. And we just had a great time. And then when we did the video for Best of Me, that's directed by uh, Stefano Barbaris. And that was the first time I'd worked with Stefano, actually. I had met him before, but it's the first time we we really worked together. And we had a great vibe with each other. We had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to shoot with Dallas. 
And uh, all the, there's a bunch of underwater stuff in that video. And when he came up, he came up with the idea. He was like, why don't we show people underwater kind of floating around and stuff? And I said, okay, I like it, but let's make sure it doesn't look like the Mariana's Trench video for One Love because that also had some underwater stuff in it. And then ironically, we shot it at the same place we shot at One Love. Because <laughs> 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 that's like the only place in Vancouver to shoot underwater stuff. So that was kind of funny. And then the, the, the stuff with Dallas and I, we shot that. It was really special to get to shoot there. That's in uh, the Molson Brewery in Vancouver. And it was, it was, it's like an abandoned factory. It was like, uh, I, I think it's the last thing that's ever going to get shot there because it's getting torn down. But it was like being in that abandoned factory, it was like the quintessential abandoned factory. You know what I mean? Like it felt like we were in the climactic scene of any Terminator movie. Like we felt like we were, that, that, you know, they're always in some abandoned cool factory or whatever. It, it just, you could shoot the end of any action movie at that place. And it was, it was really special that we got to shoot there because I don't think anyone else is ever going to shoot there again. Yeah, open the wrong door inside the building and there's a sketchy deal going on. Oh, well, we're just filming a music video. Never mind. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah, it was, re- it was really cool. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And of course, one other amazing thing is you're going to be taking the Josh Ramsey show on the road coming up soon. So how exciting is that? Taking it across BC, some of Ontario? Yeah, there's, there's definitely more dates coming as well that haven't been announced yet. But those are the, those are the initial dates. We're really excited. I mean, there's going to be more Canadian dates as well. There's going to be U.S. dates and there's going to be European and United Kingdom dates as well. And I'm sort of juggling having two projects on the go because there's I'm doing this solo stuff. And then also I'm currently working on the next Mariana's Trench album. And, and Mariana's Trench is also playing some summer shows as well. So there's a lot of, a lot of irons in the fire at the moment. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back on, on tour. I haven't been on the road, obviously, since the pandemic. But I'm a little nervous too, because it's also like, are people going to come? I don't know. It's not a Mariana's Trench show. We don't know yet. And also, are people even going to live shows anymore? I feel like people these days are, uh, are like, are people ready to go out again? I don't know. We're going to find out together. <laughs> I, th- I think there's like a balance in between where you have some people who are like really ready and some people who are just waiting to find out how things are going, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I understand. Oh, perfectly. 100%. Yeah. Ah, oh my goodness, Josh. I have had a blast so far. I have one last question for you. Are you ready for it? Yeah, hit me. Perfect. All right. So of course, we've been talking about this new debut solo album, the challenges that you have tackled with it, with genre, with tackling different challenges inside of your life, doing difficulty through positivity, and all of these beautiful things. And what I would like to know now is through this process, through these last couple of years, how has this time, how has crafting this album helped you to grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? Oh, wow. That is a deep question. Well, I think it, I think it was a good lesson for myself in perseverance because it was difficult and it was a really a lot of work for one, for one guy to, to do all of it is a lot of fucking work, man. Like editing, producing, writing, playing, all, all of that stuff was, it was a ton of work. So in some ways, in some ways it was sort of like the biggest project I've ever taken on. It was very ambitious to try and do that. I mean, I feel like, I feel like when most singers do a solo album, they usually do some like quiet acoustic record or something like that. And that's not me. Right. I'm just like, there's something about me that's just extra. And this album is fucking extra. So, I mean, I I really think I, I did learn a lot about perseverance because 
there was, uh, there were some days where I was just like, I fucking hate this. I, I, I hate all of it. I should just quit music in general. Like, I think every artist has that, you know, it's not working today. This is fucking shit. I, you know, I shouldn't even be a fucking musician. This is terrible. I'm going to go be a plumber or whatever. <laughs> so I, I think this was a good, this is a good exercise in, in sticking it out for me and, and really just trying to, trying to be brave and tr- trying to be brave and try new things. And, and, you know, if, if, if people think it doesn't work, then fuck it. Okay. It doesn't work, but at least I tried. And I do think it works. It works for me. So I hope that it works for other people, but you know, stepping out of your comfort zone is a scary thing. And this entire album is outside of my comfort zone. So I think, I think it was just a, a real, a real lesson in courage for me, <laughs> her courage. And, uh, and you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know what, I don't know what else I really took away from it. I mean, it's, it really is a snapshot of my life in this time. Albums always are. I really hear my parents a lot in this album. I really hear my wife a lot in this album. And I hope that other people, I hope that other people just, I mean, Hey dude, we've, everyone just got the shit kicked out of them for the last two years. And I hope that this is, I hope that this is an album that feels full of positivity for people because I don't think anybody needs a fucking sad sack, dark album right now. I think everyone, I think everyone wants something bright and positive to listen to. And I, I just, I really hope this is a feel good album for people because it's a feel good album for me. Hey, spread a little bit of love, right? Yeah, man. I'm all about that positivity, dude. Hey, and uh, from my listen throughs of this album, I'd say that you nailed that you hit it on the point. You did an amazing job. So I want to thank you for not only braving the storm and crafting this album, but for also joining me here today to dive behind it on the Desert Tiger podcast. Hey, man, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, am for you can go ahead and find Josh Ramsey's brand new debut solo album, The Josh Ramsey Show, in its entirety right now, all 18 tracks. On your favorite music source, your favorite music streaming service, you can find it too, so far too. Maybe there's more coming on the way. Incredible music videos over on Josh's YouTube page. You can also find, you can check out some upcoming concert dates for the Joshua Ramsey show as it finds its way in different parts of Canada very, very soon. You don't want to miss out, do you? No! The best way to find those, go ahead and check out Josh on your favorite social media platforms. You also heard Mariana's Trench has a lot going on in the future too. New music, new tour dates, so you best be going ahead and following MT as well if you haven't already. If you're not, what are you doing? Like, um, come on now. But if you haven't, go ahead, follow MT too. There's new music, there's new concert dates. There's so much going on in the world of Josh Ramsey. So we are very thankful to him for taking the time to join us here on the DTP to share just even just a little bit of that world. With that, we have to thank the sensational team over at Strata Entertainment for setting up today's interview. I have to thank a German from YP editor for making it all sound so good. And I need to thank you, The Ambush, for tuning on in. If you've yet to join up with The Am, it's easy as subscribing to the show. And you can also help us out by sharing today's interview, giving us a five-star review, and by checking out our web store over at www.deserttiger.shop. The best part is, looking is free. If something pops your eyes from there, well, hey. 
awesome. Now it's about time when we say our final bye-bye of today's episode, but not before I tell you. Go out, find your roar, and then let it on out into the world. And until next time, ma'am, bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.